the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KDOW. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your buddy. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing. Right now, bad news is good news for Wall Street. 6.6 million workers filed for unemployment benefits. Americans are losing their jobs at a historic pace. That's somewhere close to 16, 17 million now in three weeks. We go from wonderful employment like... Oh, good golly, like a utopian almost situation where if you don't have a job, you must not want a job. To, did we just lose that many jobs that fast? Yesterday, we get more conversation and conjecture out of the Federal Reserve's Federal Reserve Chairman Powell said the Fed will act forcefully, proactively, and aggressively. What's left in their bazooka? Things like buying stocks. When they don't want to buy bonds anymore, they'll look around and say, maybe we buy gold or stocks or something else. In theory, we don't want them to buy stocks and bonds and treasuries and situations like that because it's our own government doing it. (laughs) And if they're printing money to do it, it doesn't really feel quite like it's like your children having a lemonade sale. It doesn't really count if Aunt Linda comes down and, you know, throws down 20 bucks for two cups. Well, it does, but um, 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Do you remember that guy named Mooch? Scaramucci, he was in Trump's cabinet for maybe like seven minutes or seven days. He's saying something that's pretty interesting. He said, thank God Trump made a 180-degree turn on the coronavirus. Um. I think a lot of people, there's a lot of polls out right now on how is Trump handling the coronavirus. And what's kind of interesting to me is this is an election year. I wonder if his response would be different in a non-election year. I wonder if my response would be a little different, you know? So our government is asking for more money for more stimulus because the job, the numbers are bad. 6.6 million Americans file for unemployment benefits. 
that's a bad number. There's no slicing it, dicing it, or anything else. Um, a lot of times on the show, I'll say something very, very simple. If you want to learn how to do well in the stock market and you don't want to get like too fed up with too many economic statistics, pay attention to the jobs number. It's the first Friday of the month. It's the only economic data you have to have if you want to do investing for dummies. As we gain jobs, it helps the economy. As we lose jobs, it hurts the economy. Pretty simple stuff. 4% unemployment is pretty wonderful, great, but it leads to inflation. 10% unemployment is pretty horrific. You remember when your mama said, I didn't have two pennies to rub between my fingers. You have to have a job to have pennies, right? Gold rallies to its highest level since late 2012. The market is in rally mode after the market was in a sell-off mode. I believe if we're trying to simplify everything for the sake of simplification, the sell-off was tied towards the uh, coronavirus and the bad news tied towards it. Coronavirus is in China. Coronavirus is awful in China. Coronavirus is in uh, Italy. Coronavirus is awful in Italy. Coronavirus in South Korea, U.S., Congo. Um, when you add up all the, the countries, you're like, whoa. You add up all the states, you're like, whoa. That, that moves quickly. Kind of like it was viral. And I, then the markets kind of got to the point of like, okay, we're going to have a lot of Americans die this week. We cool. We're cool with that. We're good. We're chill. We got it. Then I think what's going to happen next after the market rally is now we're going to have to start dealing with the jobless numbers and the employment numbers and the bad news out of corporations. We're starting to get a sense of it on some levels. We're starting to see some earnings out of like pre-COVID kind of earnings weird thing to say, right? The post-COVID earnings are going to be bad. We're starting to get some visibility out of corporations telling us how bad it's going to be, but not enough yet. We haven't had a corporation say, we're going to run out of money and we're going to die. We haven't had that. If you're asking me, do I think this rally is going to stick? I would like it not to. I know you're saying you're a jerk, Rob Black. I would like it to pull back one more time, scare out one more round of people, shake them out. And the best analogy I can give for you is someone who's lived in California for 40 or 60 years. They've been through enough shakers. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm not leaving. But for the family, the first one back in 1989, who just moved here in 1988, and they're just whistling all happy. And then they got Loma Prieta, and they just, whoa. It shook people, and they laughed. Sometimes that's good to get kind of the fringe people out. I know you're saying that doesn't make any sense. I think what, we're, what I'm trying to say is we've been shocked by the number of deaths. Now we're no longer shocked. I think the next thing we're going to have to see is companies say, you know what? We barely sold anything. And we, we earned nothing. I would love it if, for instance, I got a list earlier today sent to me in research of potential acquisition targets for Amazon. 
that isn't going to drive me in any of those names. That is too PR oriented for me. I don't believe it, so to speak. But I would like to see a big acquisition. You know who I'd like to see someone buy? Zoom. Zoom's not run away to the point that it's so big that it can't be had. So it begs the question. Uh, when are we going to see that big action of a company say, you know what? We're going to go out and do something huge here. We're going we're to pop your eyeballs, something that you've never seen before. When is a company going to fail or implode? When is a company, well, we've seen one, maybe, maybe luck in coffee. Starbucks says earnings will be cut roughly in half due to the coronavirus effects in the second quarter. Hey, I can live with that. That doesn't sound that bad for restaurants are closed. People aren't going anywhere. People aren't moving. The city is shut down. Stand six feet apart. Are you telling me Starbucks is only going to lose half their earnings? Jobless claims soar again in early April as coronavirus layoffs swelled to nearly 17 total million. That bad news is good news because it'll get Congress to stimulate. The bad news that people aren't really figuring out yet is earnings. So do I think we go straight up? No. Do I think it's going to be a V-shaped recovery? No. Would I be surprised if stocks went straight up? No. Would I get excited for another pullback? Yeah, I would. So that's kind of my thought right now. I'm happy we have it. I'm happy people have an opportunity to lighten up on things they don't want. I'm happy people are saying, you know, this is, this is, I'm glad I stuck things through a little bit. Markets opened higher. One, two, three days maybe this week. Wouldn't it be bad, right? Tomorrow's Good Friday. SP 500 up 45, up 412, NASDAQ up 72, Russell 2000 up 51. The 10-year treasury has been slowly moving a little bit higher. Sitting at 0.76. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com or robblackshow.com. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Sometimes I get a little bit happy when I start talking to the younger generation because, A, I realize they're way smarter than I was and I turned out okay. I was just talking to my younger producer. I've got gray hair. He doesn't. He was asking some pretty good questions about the markets and the volatility, and he brought up something called the VIX indicator, which I don't really talk about on the show, and maybe I could. Um, the VIX is a volatility indicator, and it shows a level of fear. It shows a level of panic. And when it reads around 10, we're all like, boring, boring. Let's go to the stock market. It's boring. It's up. It's down. Like we're, It's boring. But when it gets to like 30, 40, we're like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, you're not allowed to sell Apple and Disney. Those are untouchables. How dare you do that? And then when it gets up to 80, it's at historic levels and we're seeing historic drops on that day. 
The second worst day ever on the stock market happened to be on a day when the VIX, the volatility index, hit its highest point of the year and its highest point ever. Now, I'm sure we can start getting college professors involved and, you know, the volatility is a healthy part of the market. It's an indicator. And in theory, anytime it's risen above 30, things get a little bit wonky, sometimes on usually on the downside. But it also goes from 30 to 40. And we're like, OK, that means we should buy. Then it goes from 40 to 50. And we're like, oh, no, we're not buying yet. This is, people are going to die. And then it goes 50 to 60 to 60 to 70, 70 to 80. So I'm pretty happy that people are starting to figure out like some of the simple rules of, of things to look at. Then you have to factor in greed and fear of rules. You can't just keep a million dollars on the sideline, wait for the VIX to hit 30, knowing that it's going to go straight to 80. And when it does, the market's going to have its second worst day ever. And you're shorting all the way along. <laughs> and then once it hits 80 and it's never got above 80, you're like, I'm going to reverse that short and go long. And I'm going to make more money because I'm taking advantage of everyone's greed and fear. Computers can do that. Humans have a very difficult time doing that. So is the, is the system rigged against you? On some levels it is. It's going to be way, way more historically based on data than you are. Machine learning. You're not a machine. Last time I looked. Oh, no. Uh, a lot of people are taking, a lot of people. The marijuana business in California is booming right now because everyone's home from work and if you're going to be inebriated, why not be inebriated at home kind of thing or intoxicated? Have you ever played with the word intoxicated? Something's toxic. You drink it. You become intoxicated, right? That alcohol is toxic. It made me intoxicated. Just throw that out there for you. It's one of my favorite, you know, grammatical plays. I know you're saying you've got favorite grammatical plays. I do. You know, some listener was giving me crap the other day for messing up the he and I or Chad and I or Chad and me, me and Chad. And he goes, I haven't heard someone be that bad at grammar since third grade. And yet what's fascinating about that, I could probably write a better essay than you. And yet you put someone on radio for two to three hours a day and boy, ramble, 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 ramble. Hopefully you find the content good. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. The U.S. Fed has launched a $2.3 trillion financing to support the economy. As the viral deaths go down, infections go down, we're going to be left with how do we help the economy when we do go back to work. You've seen a lot of small business administration loans being pushed by the uh, president. One problem that I don't like about that kind of stimulus, yes, it's a low-cost loan. Yes, a lot of it can be forgiven. But to me, that just feels like, isn't that a loan? And mama taught me I had to pay it back. And like, just because you told me not to go to work, I did. Don't hurt other people, I didn't. And then my business gets shut down. And the only way for me to open it back up is a loan. It's almost insulting, but I digress. I like the free money versus the taking on debt angle. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, virus update, $2.3 trillion from the Fed. Jobless claims reached $6.6 million. Stock dividends are under pressure. Someone asked me the other day, and he was kind of bent about Delta Airlines. He goes, why is Delta Airlines down so much? I'm like, take a freaking fracking look around. Look up in the sky. 
It's a bird. It's not a plane. You shouldn't ever be shocked when people overshoot too much or people overshoot too high. Um, and the weird thing about the airlines is we don't know when we're going to be coming back. Yesterday, I think the big conversation that we got out of Wall Street, that we got out of Main Street, was the Fauci statement when he said, yeah, we'll probably go back to schools in the fall, but it'll be different. That, but it'll be different is the, the hangover economic you know, outlier. I got a text the other night, and my family loves hockey. I grew up playing soccer, and hockey was the closest thing to a professional league in the United States. It was hockey on ice. It was soccer on ice. Hockey is hockey on ice, but soccer on ice kind of close enough. We grew up overseas, so we could afford a soccer ball in dirt. To play on, we were never able to afford it. So we were kind of fascinated by the sport. And we also I kind of grew up in the time where Wayne Gretzky was dominant, which I have to imagine is kind of like this, the time when Barry Bonds was dominant or when um, Lou Gehrig was dominant. Like it's a magical time in sports. When Michael Jordan owned the league for 10 years in the NBA. kind of So anyway, but the NHL. Uh, something was going around yesterday that said, I really don't think, Newsom, that we're going to get back to the NHL and the NBA by November. Maybe Thanksgiving is when we'll open those seasons up in California. Now, there, there just happens to be the Dodgers and the Giants, um, the Anaheim Angels, that also play all summer long, and that the governor's not saying anything about them. He's saying we're not going to have large gatherings for basketball or hockey until November. We're not going to allow it. We don't see it happening. Now, do you start like if that is true? And I kind of assume, and this is where I'm going to make some mistakes with the economy. I kind of assume if that's true, then baseball's canceled. If that's true, that means summer schools are canceled. If that's true, that probably means summer camps are canceled. And I see a lot of that economic. If that's true, I see a lot of vacations canceled. So I see the summer is we're not getting back. We're not getting back then. Trump's trying to get four week, four weeks to eight weeks somewhere along that lines. So he wants to he wants to open the economy up big with a party. I'm okay with that. Whenever we do get back to work, I want to give a high five to people. And there will be probably some people that I hug. And I think Stephen Colbert said this. I'll probably openly French kiss some people, too. Some of them inappropriately because they're same-sex members. And it'll just be good to see everyone, right? And it'll be caught up in the excitement. <sighs> Something tells me my spouse is going to lecture me after this and maybe even my boss. California's got the most claims right now in the nation. New York has the most infected in the nation. Ain't that something? So California's got 872,000 people filing for unemployment this week. New York has 287,000. Michigan, 176,000. Florida, 154,000. So you can see where states are shutting down. So is the economy, and so are the number of claims jumping on the opposite side. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.
Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So every now and then I get a headline pushed to my equipment that I just don't understand. Tell me if you can explain this one to me. Husband of vile grandma who accidentally invited teen to Thanksgiving dies from coronavirus. I must have missed the original story. Or is someone who invited someone to Thanksgiving that went viral, like, news? 6.6 million Americans file for unemployment benefits. That's news to me. The state's hardest hit, California, New York, Michigan, Florida. A lot of states continue to report layoffs across the service sector. What is the service sector? We got two main sectors in the United States. Services and manufacturing. A hundred years ago, we'd go... Manufacturing is going to be the secret to making America great. That's my 100-year-old voice. And we were great at manufacturing 100 years ago, and we kind of started to look around after WW1, and we said, well, what's next? Ooh, WW2. And we kind of looked around after WW2, and we said, what's next? We got all these factories that are good at making Jeeps and planes and bombs and guns and ammunition. What are we going to do with these factories? The boys are coming home. What are we going to do with these factories? There hasn't been love in America in seven, eight years. Hitler was bad. Japan was bad. What are we going to do with all these factories? We turned them into things like TV factories and uh, dishwashers and car companies, refrigerators, things that sent the boys to the ladies and they got married and they made babies and their houses need stuff to push the economy along. We used to be big into manufacturing and then we kind of got to the 80s, 90s and we were like, why am I paying an American union wages and retirement wages and social security? They don't, you don't have to pay for social security in Mexico. So we suddenly were like, we're buying made in Mexico refrigerators. And then the Mexican labor got a little bit more expensive. We're like, we better go to Japan. Cause the thought was the Asians had figured out manufacturing better than the, the Americans. So we go to Japan and we see all our toys are made in Japan. TVs made in Japan. Video game consoles made in Japan. Then we're like, well, we, we need to go cheaper again. Taiwan. Then it goes from Taiwan to uh, Indonesia, Indonesia, Vietnam, Vietnam to China. So we've kind of chased labor around cheaply. And now with coronavirus hitting as hard as it is, companies are leaving China's manufacturing and they're looking for other Asian countries to go to. Okay. Drop that thought from your head. You got enough. You don't have to dwell on it. Manufacturing is less important today in the United States. Services are more important. Typically, we, we know about the manufacturing slowdowns. The car industry is going through a horrible period. They're, fa- they're shutting down all the factories in the United States and in the world. This is a service economy recession. Bill Gates says U.S. government can't wave a hand and all of a sudden the economy is anything like it was before. I like Bill Gates. It's Bill Gates, Warren Buffett. Uh, what, whatever they talk about, I, I won't write it down, but I'll ruminate ramify on it later. Stocks are rising despite job numbers. Fed weighs in with more bazooka data, $2.3 trillion. In the world of rock, scissors, paper, jobless claims should be upsetting us it doesn't 
Fed money spent, we love. And the more jobless claims, the more Fed money. Government spending, we love on the stock market. So the more job losses, those are potential voters. The more money we're going to throw at them. My fear for Wall Street is Wall Street went from saying, let's refigure this, this economy and let's lower the valuations of every company in the United States, every company in the world. And they lowered it 10%, 20%, 30%. And then they said, okay, now let's look around. Let's take those airlines and transports down to 50%. Let's take oil down to 50%. And we leave a tech at 30%. Financials, let's pull them back 40%. So markets kind of started getting a little bit specific. And now coming out of it, no longer are we freaked out by the number of deaths. We got that. Demon known versus demon unknown. It's like at some point in time, if Zuckerberg... Every time he talks, if the stock goes down, you kind of expect him to be replaced at some point. It's Once he's replaced, we don't care. It's demon known versus demon unknown. Who's he replaced by? We don't care. Well, we'll care later, but you get the idea. And again, in no way, shape, or form should I even have used Mark Zuckerberg as an example, but I did because I think that probably hits people on – I get that. Take a look at the markets. We opened higher, and then we went – Higher. Um, crude is something I'm watching. Crude oil is at $27 a barrel now. Gold is uh, moving higher. Silver, anyone who asks me about silver, shut up. Don't ask me anymore. I don't want to answer it. It's a poor man's gold. Stop asking about it. It doesn't act like gold. And it, it, to you, it's like, well, well, gold and silver are like silver and gold. I remember that song as a child, silver and gold. They must be the same. They're not. Silver is way easier to find. It's not as industrial. It's not as much of a safe bet of where cash can go. It's not currency acceptable. Gold isn't either, in my opinion, but you get the idea. Stop asking about silver. Stop it. Um, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Mark Cuban's getting a lot of play right now, and I'm okay with that. Remember I started the segment by saying anytime Warren Buffett or Bill Gates talks, I'll listen. I'll say they've probably thought about what's coming out of their mouth before they've said it, and they have enough experience in the world that I'm like, I could probably learn from them. Dallas Mavericks owner and billionaire Mark Cuban, he's getting a lot of airtime. Oh, I hope he doesn't turn into my Trump. Any of my friends who like Trump in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, I was like, you're an idiot. Um, what's this Trump University? You really think you like you know, you're totally buying into the art of the deal, and people are reading it out of college, thinking this is how I'm going to become rich. I don't believe in Buddhas and gurus. Um, I believe you should educate yourself. Start with Buffett and Gates, and anytime they talk, say okay. But I did not understand the phenomenon tied towards uh, being a real estate mogul. And people tried to be just like him, and yet they didn't have the rich daddy throw money at him, throw an inheritance. People were like, well, I want to be like Trump, but I don't want to go out and buy the casinos and go bankrupt. (laughs) Well, it comes with the territory. And then you ask yourself, how do do casinos go bankrupt? And the answer is, is they take on too much debt funding other projects. How do you go bankrupt in real estate? You take your house, which you've been paying off for 20 years, and you say, well, I'm going to use it as a piggy bank so I could go buy two more houses, and then four more houses, and then eight more houses, and then you hit a bad economy and you're bankrupt. 
debt, real estate debt is wonderful until you take on too much and you didn't realize it until after the fact. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, oh, by the way, what Mark Cuban said yesterday that I, I think is fair. Long term, I'm hopeful. Short term, I'm uncertain. I'm not exactly cool with the word hopeful. But long term, I'm, I'm constructive. Mid term, I'm constructive. Short term, there's a lot of questions. When you see a company like Microsoft, when they report earnings, we're going to, oh, that's what those look like. And if they surprise too much on the downside, we're going to punish them. If they surprise too much on the upside, we'll reward them. Same thing with all the companies. And look at the calendar, ladies and gentlemen. It's January, February, March. Ooh, April. So April is going to be the point in time where we start looking back at the last 90 days and see how companies did. That won't be all that bad because January, February didn't have as much COVID as March did in the United States. So the next quarter, the second quarter, the April, May, June quarter, when we start reporting in July, that's going to be the quarter. Once we're through that, I'm going to give some sort of blessing. Right now, I'm going to say, enjoy this. I hope you're still exposed to the stock market because I am. Do I expect us to go higher? Could happen. Do I expect us to hit lows again? I think it'll be a shock to a system kind of thing, like a bank shutting down. Fed's not going to let that happen, in my opinion. It'll be something shocking, like a company completely saying, we give up and we're for sale. And you're like, wow. And that would have to be something, and again, it would have to be something huge, almost like a Chevron saying, we're going to merge with Texco, uh, with not Texco, they already did that. Uh, Chevron saying, we're going to merge with Exxon or BP. And you're like, whoa, didn't see that one coming. So we need something dramatic there, or we need a company to go out, or potentially we need someone like a high-figure high celebrity go down with COVID where we're like, life will never be the same. We lost. And it could be Madonna, Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, Mark Cuban. It could be anyone. We don't know. The Queen of England, which for the record, we got up swallowed Boris Johnson pretty quickly. So it's all good. But Dow 18,000, I'm not going to mortgage my home, but that's the idea. If it, we go there again, I feel that that's going to hold. I'm not playing both sides of the fence here. I'm just saying the shoe has not fallen on earnings yet. And when it does, we may have to reset some of our valuations, either lower or higher. If it truly is worse than everyone thinks, we'll have to reset them lower. If we get back to work sooner than later, we'll be fine. If California is correct and we don't start playing professional sports with crowds until November, I get the feeling we need to retest. lot going on. Don't let me be the only influencer in your portfolio. If you need a portfolio review, contact newfocusfinancial.com at guess what? Newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
so good news and bad news. The good news is if you look at the calendar, it's Easter weekend. And I'm not a religious scholar, and I don't even pretend to be. Only thing I'm going to do is make myself look stupid there. Um, But we have Friday off. A lot of corporations in America celebrate Good Friday. Some do, some don't. Uh, my radio station does. That means I have the day off tomorrow, which means you can take a break from the stock market. And you don't have to listen. It'll be best of black. Um, I used to have things called blackouts. Best of black is better than the blackouts because the blackouts were exactly what you think. It was me forgetting to say something or me making a colossal mistake on air. Um, when I first started in radio, surprise, surprise, I didn't have experience. Pre-podcast, I broke into radio. I didn't have a podcast to practice on. And the way I got better at it was I did it again and again and again and again. And the way I got better at the stock market is I did it again and again and again and again. 25 years ago, all I could talk to you about was tech stocks. I was a growth stock expert. I got you into companies like NVIDIA when they were $4. I got you into companies like Apple when they were $8. In no way, shape, or form am I trying to brag. But what I'm trying to say is I changed. And you're going to need to change too as an investor, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, and just know that it takes time. When I get a 25-year-old producer working with me, I'm like, okay, you don't have to be like super smart this year. Just suck some of it in. See that the market goes up seven out of 10 years. If that's the one thing you learn, that's the one thing you learn. Year two, you learn capitalism tends to kind of creatively destruct. There's going to be a lot of creation and it's going to create a lot of wealth. But then it is going to shut down some companies. And I could use Walmart as the best example. Do you remember Walmart? In the 50s, they started slow. They ramped up in the 60s and 70s. You barely ever noticed them because they were out in the country. But when they got to your local town or within three cities of your local town, they put the mom and pop out of business. And that's creative destruction. They could sell hammers cheaper. They could sell paints cheaper. They could sell uh, groceries cheaper because they were all about volume, volume, volume. So every year you should try to get one or two things. A pandemic is a global economic event. We've had these before. We've had SARS. We've had swine flu. We've had bird flu. We've had Ebola. We've had horrible economic events shut down the economies like wars, presidential assassinations, political instability. A couple years ago, uh, Russia invades Kiev. Like, I didn't see that one coming. Terrorism. Didn't see that one coming. But know that every year there's going to be something bad. If nothing else, didn't we learn from the California wildfires in the last couple of years? Wow, people's houses can burn down that I know. In the last 24 hours, I've dealt with more people that a brother is dead or a family member has died of COVID. So I still don't know anyone that I was hanging out with last year. Cause probably I don't hang out with that many people, apparently. But you get the idea. Um, you have to be dynamic right now. You have to say, I'm going to learn something every single year. 
Maybe this is your year where you pick up a little bit on OPEC. Maybe this is your year where you go, you know, last time the market was down 40%, I heard Rob Black say he wish he bought more. He has regrets about not being strong enough with his response to opportunity. Russell 2000 up 4% today. That's a little bit of a weird one. Because you're seeing the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ. NASDAQ's up just less than 1%. The Dow's up almost 2 The S&P's up almost 2 And then you get, boom, double out of the Russell. Now, the Russell 2000 is fascinating because here's the story on the Russell 2000. When there's a global economic slowdown, we're going, that's okay. There are American companies. American companies will do business with other American companies. But we're not, you know... We're not going to get the global slowdown. Not when we have jobs at 4%. Not when we have people employed. They're going to spend their their do re me. Except, right? So the Russell 2000 used to be a place to hide in when there was like Russia invading Kiev. <coughs> when there was like Asian flus before they became American flus. Now, because everyone's going home, and we've heard about small business, small business, small business, small business through the wazoo, right? We've heard about small business loans. We've heard everyone shutting down in America. Guess who has the most exposure to COVID right now? It's the Russell 2000. It's the small companies in America that can't go to work. Gosh, I wish I wish I knew what was going on in Detroit. Uh, not in Detroit, but uh, Des Moines. Like in Des Moines, are they all going to work? I kind of imagine there's. I kind of have this fantasy, a kind of an Alice in Wonderland thing in my head. Like, I wonder where the economy's good because there's a coffee store that I would love to to go to, and like Phil's Coffee, for instance, just completely shut down a month ago. Every store, and now they're going to start opening their stores for carry out and drive through. So that's kind of one of those Russell 2000 kind of companies where they can shut down. CFP Chad Burton runs newfocusfinancial.com, and it's a small company, all things considered. A lot of assets under management, good track record, good company, a lot of things that I like. Um, I've worked with Chad for 20-plus years. But small businesses are getting hurt, and that's small businesses equal Russell 2000. Russell 2000 equals small businesses. And usually the Russell 2000 kind of has some shield from global events. But this time it's it's our companies that are shutting down. We're the ones going on self-quarantine. So that's why they're getting hit the hardest, and that's why they're recovering the fastest right now. I'm in, Am I more interested in the Russell than I am the uh, SP 500? I am because they got hit harder. Anyhow, you see how this all works. Hey, have a good Easter weekend. Uh, try to spend some time uh, self-quarantined. <laughs> I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.